I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Dr. Joe Show. As always, I do appreciate you taking time out of your day. Today, we're gonna to be talking about foods that could help prevent cancer. Do they really work? You're gonna be surprised, I think. Some of the things we're gonna talk about, you're gonna say, I didn't know that was even existed. Some of them uh, you're gonna think did work and they didn't and vice versa. So a lot of good information today. You wanna to listen to this and here's the thing. We did a show on uh, vitamin D the other day and osteoporosis. And the problem with vitamin D deficiency is that it can take up to 30 years before you start seeing any symptoms. And the problem there is that you don't know what's happening until it happens and then it's too late. Same thing with cancer. Well, I smoke, I drink, I have no problems. One of my friends, very good friend of mine, drinks a lot, like a bottle of wine a day. I mean, he drinks a lot. And I wish he didn't because I like him a lot. And it's interesting. He keeps saying, I'm fine. My blood works fine. I, I, this is fine. My blood pressure is fine. He lost some weight recently. And that's great. However, you can't get away with doing this in today's society, especially it's going to come back and bite you. Now, some people say, well, my grandmother smoked and she lived to be 90. But when your grandmother was young, she wasn't exposed to all the chemicals we're exposed today. The steroids, hormones, chemicals, pesticides, genetically modified foods, uh, air pollution, uh, uh, ground pollution. It's everywhere. And so she had a good start. And again, she won a genetic lottery, by the way, that grandmother of yours. Most people are going to get hit with it, especially in today's society. This generation, it's predicted that this generation of children is the first generation ever to have a shorter life expectancy than their parents by five years. That's some scary stuff. So you can't think you're going to get away with this. You're not. It's going to come back and bite you. When it does, you're going to say, I wish I'd listened to Dr. Joe sooner. And I've been in practice seeing patients for about 35 years. Patients come to me now after five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and say, you were right. You told me to get chiropractic care, otherwise my spine would wear out. And I didn't get it, and now my spine is all deteriorated. It's arthritic. You told me to change my diet, and I didn't, and now I have cancer. I have, I'm starting to get Alzheimer's, or I'm, uh, whatever it is. So Dr. Joe's right. Trust me on this. I have no reason to lie to you. There's no benefit to me to lie to you about how to get well and stay well. All I'm doing is give you information and do it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So what? There's no downside to trying to get well, but I'm not wrong, by the way. So before we start, I want to do a weekly segment. It's called Head to Toe with Dr. Joe. And we've talked about the hair, the eyes, the brain, the sinuses. This week, we're going to talk about the ears and hearing. Now, this is a subject close to my heart. My father was deaf. My father fell off a ladder before I was born in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, fell off a ladder, broke, it land, fell three stories, landed on his butt, fell backwards, slammed his head against the, the, the road. Luckily, it was a red light, or else he probably wouldn't run over and he wouldn't be here right now. Now, my mother was pregnant with me, so I'd be here. And he worked with a guy named Charlie. Charlie came running over to him, and he, my father remembers none of this. He's, my father's passed since. But my, he, my father apparently said to Charlie, Charlie, what happened? I can't hear you. And then he passed out. He went into a coma, uh, got out of the coma, fractured his skull, broke his back, big trauma, and he went deaf. So for years, we never knew why he was deaf. This is way before MRIs and CAT scans and everything else. So what I think happened is one of two things. When he landed on his butt, he probably took his coccyx and jammed it up. And when his coccyx jammed up, that can pull on the spinal cord. 
That could have caused it. Or, more likely, another, another possibility, when he fell backwards, he shattered the inner ear bones called the ossicles. Now, again, we didn't have MRIs or CAT scans back then, so we couldn't tell if there was anything wrong. And then I, later on in life, he had a heart condition. He had a heart valve put in, so he couldn't even do an MRI because he had metal in his heart. So we never knew why my father went deaf, but he never heard my voice. And so deaf, deafness is something very close to my heart. He read lips, by the way. The first chiropractic adjustment ever, September 18th, 1895, Davenport, Iowa. Dr. D.D. Palmer adjusted his janitor, the person who cleaned his building. Uh, his name was Harley, Harvey Lillard. And Harvey Lillard, as the story goes, bent over to lift up a box earlier. Uh, it's not quite sure if it was right recently or if it was years earlier. But he bent over, felt a pop at his neck, and he went deaf. So Dr. Palmer felt his neck. He felt the bone out of place. And he thought, if the bones are out of place, pinching the nerves that cause the deafness, what if I put the bones back in place? And Dr. Palmer laid him on a wash bench, adjusted his neck, and the story goes that he heard the horses and the carts in the street. And so Harvey Lillard got his hearing back. Dr. Palmer, first chiropractor ever, thought that he had discovered a cure for deafness. He didn't quite understand the, the, the far-reaching ramifications of what he had done. So from that evolved chiropractic care. So you as chiropractic patients would have never received chiropractic care had it not been for that fateful moment back in Davenport, Iowa. So deafness is important to me because it's so close to my dad, but hearing is a big issue. It's really something important. Imagine being deaf. I remember growing up having a deaf father, and I remember talking to one of my patients early on that was blind, and he says, we have a saying being blind, don't pity us, pity the deaf. He says, because if we're blind, we can talk, we can go to movies, we can listen to music. If you're deaf, you're in a world all by yourself. And so it's really important that you do take care of your ears. And from a chiropractic standpoint, we always want to check the nerve supply in the upper neck. That's the nerve supply to the brain, eyes, ears, and sinuses. So pinched nerves in the neck can affect your hearing. Also, take care of your ears. Don't be sticking cotton swabs in your ears. That's not how you clean your ears out. Your ears have wax in them. And it's important to have that wax because when viruses, germs, bacteria get into your ear, and they will because the ears are cupped and they can suck in things, the wax is there to collect it up and protect it from getting down into your station tube and into your, uh, in, further into your brain. So if you're cleaning out your earwax, not a good idea. Many people come to me and say, Doc, I have horribly itchy ears. My ears itch all the time. I can't stop scratching my ears. So what do you do? You clean it with a cotton swab. Well, that's the stupidest thing to do because that takes out the wax, which makes it worse. The wax will come out of your ear when you chew. When you chew and your jaw muscles go up and down, you're going to be contracting that ear canal and pushing the wax out. If you get a wax buildup, and sometimes that happens, you can try several things. Number one is chew some gum. Of course, no, no, no artificial sweeteners in the gum, of course, because you know I hate artificial sweeteners. Uh, there is gum now sweetened with stevia and xylitol. You might want to try that. Chew some gum. And that will get that motion going to pull the wax out of your ears. If you have to, hydrogen peroxide, you can just pour it in your ear and just sit there and leave it there and let it, you'll hear bubble, 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 bubble. It may take a while to clear out. You can get one of these little bulbs that you can use for children, a little suction bulb, and you can squirt some water into the ear, and that can help break it up as well. It may take several treatments, but that's okay. Don't go in there and start poking around on there. It can cause problems. So take care of your ears, folks. And from somebody who grew up with a deaf dad, it's really important uh, that you do that. So let's go back into what we're talking about today, foods uh, and cancer. Now, anti-cancer foods, do they really work? The short answer to the question is, yes, they really do in most cases. Organic, you have to do organic. Uh, asahi berries, raspberries, cranberries, the dark, rich color of the berries come from something called phytochemicals that protect against numerous types of cancer. 
Now, once again, I gotta go back to organic. Because if you're not using organic, we're spraying things on the food at chemicals, steroids, hormones, pesticides, antifungals, and that's a real danger. Now, if you eat a bowl of non-organic raspberries, chances are it's not gonna be a big issue. However, if you're eating a good plant-based diet like you should be, number one, you're gonna reduce the risk of cancer dramatically. Number two, we talked about vitamin D last week. Vitamin D is so important. And especially if you live in the northern areas, northern latitudes, you're not going to get as much sun. The sun hits your skin and creates vitamin D3, which has been shown to help wonders in cancer patients. And in fact, the studies I've read, and I haven't done this personally, but we test cancer patients and we find that all of them are vitamin D deficient. Now, some people are vitamin D deficient and don't have cancer. I understand that. But vitamin D is the cheapest insurance policy you'll ever have. We have a vitamin D on our website, drjoe.com. It's called Dr. Joe's Vitamin D with Vitamin K2 because we need vitamin K2 as well. And I strongly advise that every time you get your blood work, ask the doctor to check your vitamin D levels. It's not done usually traditionally, but they'll throw in a vitamin D test. It's really inexpensive. If the vitamin D is low, I'm begging you, please get those vitamin D levels up. You want it to get it around 60 or 80 nanograms per milliliter. Now, acceptable is 20. Not a good idea. If you listen to the show last week, we go into that pretty in depth. So one thing you can do is make sure you're getting your vitamin D. If you're going to eat berries, and you should, make sure you get organic. Frozen organic berries are really, really, really cheap. And if you get them on sale, stock them up, throw them in your freezer. I do that. I like blueberries. So in the summer months, when I feel like having a, uh, an ice cream or something cold, I'll just take some frozen blueberries and eat them because they're soft enough to chew. But berries are important. All foods, fruits are important because of the phytochemicals. Make sure they're organic, though. Recently, researchers at the University of Florida found that the active ingredient in Asahi berries destroyed cancer cells when tested in cell cultures. And blueberries and muscadine grapes contain compounds that recent research shows cancer cells in the liver, causes cancer cells in the liver, to self-destruct. So here we are eating bad foods. My sister died of breast cancer. And my sister, she, uh, she heated things in a microwave, plastic containers. Um, she wouldn't listen to me. Now, could I have saved her? I have no idea. I was little Joey. What does little Joey know? Little Joey doesn't know anything. But I watched her demise, and she had breast cancer, went away, came back again. And I just watched her get worse and worse and worse. And the last few years, she wouldn't even talk to anybody in the family. And then I got a phone call one day. She was dead. But I looked at what she ate, and I thought, not a good idea. If you have cancer, you have a propensity to cancer, if you have a family history of cancer, you've got to be more careful. But why not just be more careful? That's the whole thing. Green tea, another uh, uh, superfood. One of the first plant-based chemicals to be studied in anti-cancer properties are catechins. These are chemicals in green tea that have been known for a long time to prevent or reduce the risk of breast cancer and other cancers. Now, with this particular chemicals, it, it's known as EGCG, it's a big long term, and inhibits breast cancer growth. A University of Mississippi study showed this. Just two cups of tea a day is enough to do the trick. So instead of drinking coffee, which we know can stimulate cancer growth, it's an acid, Coffee has a lot of pesticides and chemicals in it, one of the most, if not the most, highly sprayed foods in the world. Why not drink green tea? It's a much better choice. I can't do any caffeine. I get a blazing headache. If I do any caffeine, my heart races really hard. I have what I assume is a caffeine allergic reaction. That's okay. You don't need caffeine. Paper cup, number one question I get is, Dr. Joe, how can I get rid of my pain? As a chiropractor, my team of doctors work really closely with pain patients. Number two is digestive issues. Uh, number three is they want to lose weight and where do I get my protein from, because I eat a plant-based diet. And then right up there with the top five questions is, how I need more energy, doc, I'm so tired. So what you do is if you drink coffee, which is loaded with acid, 
which is not good for cancer patients. Uh, it has chemicals in it, unless it's organic, not good for cancer patients. It's a diuretic, not good for cancer patients. And what happens is coffee has something they call caffeine. And caffeine blocks up the adenosine receptor sites in your brain. In your brain, you have a chemical release called adenosine. Adenosine is released, goes into these adenosine receptor sites, and what happens is that, that makes you tired. And that's good because you're supposed to get tired. When you drink caffeine, it blocks up the adenosine receptor sites, so you're not absorbing adenosine, so you stay awake. Now, caffeine is a, a stimulant to the nervous system as well, but this is how else it works. But there's a problem. What happens is, if you're blocking up the adenosine receptor sites, the body says, come on, Joe, I need to sleep. I need rest, that's how, my, that's how I heal. If you're not gonna let me sleep by blocking up my adenosine receptor sites, I'm gonna make more adenosine receptor sites. And so what happens is then you produce more adenosine receptor sites to absorb the adenosine to make you tired, and you get tired. So what do you do? You drink more coffee. <sighs> you trick your brain. And the brain says, eh, 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 I'm smarter than you, I'm gonna produce more adenosine receptor sites. And that's why it started out with a half a cup of coffee, then one cup of coffee, then two cups, then five cups, and 10 cups, and people drink coffee all day, and you have coffee breaks, and you have coffee at lunch, and coffee at dinner, and that's a problem because of the side effects of the coffee with caffeine and the acids in there. So not a good idea. So switch to something like green tea, much better choice. I drink herbal teas every day because I can't do caffeine. Let's talk about garlic. I'm Italian. I can't not talk about garlic in any show, I think. Numerous studies have documented over the years that anti-cancer properties are found in garlic. The strongest evidence so far has been focused on digestive cancer, colon cancer. But garlic appears to protect against all types of cancer, including breast cancer, and prostate cancer. According to the National Cancer Institute, an analysis of seven different large-scale population studies showed the more raw and cooked garlic a person consumed, the lower his risk of stomach and colorectal cancer. Now, I'm gonna play devil's advocate on that for a second. If you're eating a lot of garlic, chances are you're eating a lot of good foods anyway. I mean, a lot of people don't eat alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, and then add garlic to it, maybe for garlic bread or something like that. But if you're eating a plant-based diet, garlic is oftentimes part of that. So good for them. But I'm going to support the garlic here on this one, that the garlic is certainly a player, if not the cause, of helping be, uh, of the anti-cancer agents. Now, one study, they found that middle-aged women who regularly consume garlic had a 50% lower risk of developing colon cancer. Scientists have isolated two ingredients in garlic, allicin and allen sulfur, and they demonstrated that they can prevent and fight cancer in both animals and humans. You can take garlic in supplement form, uh, but the capsules must be what's called enteric coated to protect those active ingredients. Added crushed fresh garlic to your meals whenever possible is a great idea. But here's the thing with garlic. You have to be able to take the garlic and crush it because the chemicals in garlic have to interact with each other. So if you eat a whole clove of garlic or just chop it up and put it in a salad, that may give you flavor, but it's not gonna give you the medicinal benefits that you can get from crushed. So take a garlic press or take your, my grandmother didn't have a garlic press, she had her hand. Squ squish it up or run it through a garlic press, let it sit for about five minutes. Then the chemicals can interact with each other and you're gonna get a much more powerful, effective result from eating garlic. That's what uh, other experts recommend, 10 to 15 minutes peeling and chopping it, it get the full effects. I wanna squish it up though because squishing it up, you're gonna have much more interaction like that. So garlic is great, there's a problem. Garlic gives you what? Garlic breath. One of my secretaries yesterday, she, I'm, she's very healthy, and I walked past her, and I have a very sensitive nose. I can smell things from a mile away. I don't know what it is, because like, I remember shaking somebody's hand the other day, and he had cologne on, I hate perfumes. And I smelled it, I couldn't get rid of it. I was with one of my friends, and I said, you smell cologne on my hand? And he said, no, I don't smell anything. And I couldn't, it was like surrounding me, so I'm really sensitive. But if you eat garlic, I want you to eat parsley to go with it. 
because parsley has chlorophyll in it, high concentrations of chlorophyll that can bond to the garlic, the, the, the molecule that smells. Because what happens is you eat, it goes into your stomach, goes into your small intestine, and then the smell gets transferred into your blood system. And when the blood travels through your lungs, the gases are exchanged again, and that's where you get the garlic breath. That's why you can't brush away garlic breath. It's coming from inside. So parsley is a good thing you can do to help counteract the, the smells. Uh, if you do it at night, it might be better, because if you eat it early in the day, you're going to stink all day. My trick is this. I always carry cloves with me. Now, it's funny. I was at an orthopedic surgeon friend of mine the other day, and I went to his physical therapy department, and his physical therapist was like, oh my gosh, you're Dr. Joe. And he wanted pictures and everything. It was a lot of fun. And he pulls out a bag. And he said, you know what these are, right? And I said, cloves. He goes, I listen to your show constantly. I'm like your biggest fan. And I love the cloves because we take a clove. It has a little butt on it. You can break the butt off. Now, cloves are little dry things. You used to put them in ham when you were a kid. I, of course, I don't. I don't eat animal products. Uh, maybe in oranges. I remember being a Boy Scout making orange air fresheners. And take the clove, break the tip off, and just suck on it. Now, you can suck on it, and it starts to dissolve. As it dissolves, chew it up and swallow it. It has more antioxidants than blueberries, so it's probably good for cancer. And it's good for you. And then just pop another one in your mouth. Here's the trick. Sometimes I'll give lectures, two, three-hour lectures. I'll put a clove in between my cheek and gum and just leave it there. I can do two, three-hour lecture, pull it down, suck on it again, and have fresh breath when people come up from the audience to talk to me after my lectures. So cloves are unbelievable. They're really cheap. You only need 10, 15, 20 in a little bag. When, if they start losing their flavor, throw them away and get more. They're so inexpensive. They're easy. They're healthy. Because when you use breath mints, it only covers up. Cloves are antibiotic, antiviral, and antifungal. So there's actually a benefit to them as opposed to just eating something with artificial sweetener that may cover up the smell, but it's going to have negative side effects. So we're talking today, I, dig I digress, about foods, uh, superfoods that might help cancer. And the answer is a lot of them are, yes, broccoli and cabbage. That's another one that's very good and added to your diet. Research uh, made headlines a couple years ago in a study that showed men with early signs of developing prostate cancer prevented tumor growth by eating broccoli four times a week. How easy is that? Other studies have shown anti-cancer benefits from eating cabbage. And in cabbage, there's a chemical called diendolmethane. All the cruciferous vegetables have diendolmethane. D-I-M, you might see it as a supplement. Cruciferous, the reason it's called cruciferous, when the plants were forming, the flowers that formed were in the shape of a crucifix. Totally useless information. But the cruciferous vegetables have diendolmethane. Diendolmethane is very important because it helps prevent testosterone from converting into estrogen. And as we for women, it's important because many women are estrogen dominant. They have a lot of estrogen. Estrogen can cause abnormal cell growth, which is known as cancer. Certain, certain cancers, like certain breast cancers, are very susceptible to growing if they're exposed to a lot of estrogen. So diendolmethane prevents the testosterone from converting into estrogen, so it lowers your estrogen levels. For men and women, it helps keep your testosterone levels high. Testosterone is a, it builds muscle, but not just your biceps and your triceps. How about your heart? Your heart's a muscle, it needs testosterone. How about your blood vessels? Muscles, they need testosterone. Reproductive organs need testosterone. My father, go back to my dad again. My dad, they, uh, several years ago, was it 14, 17, 18 years ago, my mother called me up and she said, your father was diagnosed with the possibility of maybe that he might have a sl slim chance of having prostate cancer. There might be some precancerous cells. So they recommended this drug. And what the drug would do is it shut down your production of testosterone. So testosterone is the thing that feeds the prostate cancer. So I said, I don't agree with this, but, you know, what do I know? 
Somebody famous once said, no man's a prophet in his own hometown. And boy, is that ever true. So I said, I wouldn't do it, but, you know, do what you got to do. So they had the injection. I remember my father, he, as he got older, he had muscles. He was always a hardworking man. He had biceps. He had good pecs. He got a beer belly or a gut, not even beer, he never drank, but he had a gut on him as he got older, but he always had good musculature. And I just noticed after he had the shot, a few weeks later, the hair started falling off his arms, hair fell out of his chest, and he just started looking old and not very masculine. And then one day my mother called me up. It was a Saturday, I remember. I got home, I answered the phone. She said, Joseph, it's your mother. I think your father just died. And of course, I fell out. I lost my mind. I rushed home, flew home. Sure enough, he died. Well, the drug that they gave him a few weeks later, a few months earlier, was to shut down his testosterone. Testosterone is necessary for the heart muscle to work. My father had a heart condition. He had an artificial valve put in his heart. I looked up the drug. It clearly said, do not administer this to people that have a heart condition. And they did, and he died. And so I want you to be really careful, folks, about your hormone levels. And don't mess with estrogen and testosterone in a bad way, because a lot of things are raising your estrogen levels. Uh, animal products, dairy products, artificial uh, growth hormones can do this. Uh, air fresheners, smells, colognes, perfumes. I've done many shows. If you go to my website, drjoe.com, I've done many shows on hormones. Diandolmethane can help rebalance those hormones. So eating these uh, cruciferous vegetables can be very good for you. So it's not a bad thing to do. Now, if you get a lot of gas from eating cruciferous vegetables, you might want to try Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes. And that's what I do. If I eat a cooked meal, if I eat beans, if, even with hummus or something like that, I'll take a digestive enzyme supplement. Digestion is amazing when you do that. So you might want to consider that. And those are on the website, drjoe.com. Over 1,000 hours of podcasts, by the way, on the website too, drjoe.com. So we're talking today about foods uh, that might help with cancer. Onions and leeks, according to the National Institute for Health, uh, for Health Studies, I'm sorry, the people from Southern Europe who eat a diet high in garlic and onions show a direct relationship between high consumption of what's called the alum vegetables and reduced cancer, uh, reduced risk of many cancers. I want to touch on tomatoes. Harvard researcher uh, reviewed 72 different studies published by the National Cancer Institute and concluded that lycopene, the active ingredient in tomatoes, lowered the risk of many different types of cancer, particularly prostate, breast, lung, and colon. Now, there's a big buzz right now that tomatoes and nightshades, peppers, eggplant, have something in it called lectins. And lectins can irritate your bowels, and the answer is yes, they can. A gluten is a lectin. So if you have a reaction to these foods, you, you might have a sensitivity to it. So here's the thing. What I want you to do is have no nightshades, no tomatoes, uh, peppers, uh, eggplant. Go for a week. Then have some and see how you feel. I think the buzz about the lectins is important, but I think it's overblown. And especially if you have a good, healthy digestive system, that's the key, you're probably not going to have the reactions that somebody who has a sick digestive system is going to have. So how do we keep ourselves healthy? I keep talking about keep the body healthy. You have to have a normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. These are the three things you have to have. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. Every week, patients come in our offices and say, Dr. Joe's in an accident, I don't have any pain. I check them out, and sure enough, there's a problem, and then a week or two later, the pain shows up, and they're like, oh my gosh, you were right. So come, see, come get treated right away. Now, if you want to make an appointment to come see us, to get the nervous system checked. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, we want to pull the stomach away from the diaphragm, we can actually adjust the stomach. If you want to do a nutrition workup, go to my website, drjoe.com. Now on the website, we have over a thousand hours of podcasts, the supplements we talk about, the minimum, the minimum nutrients you need every day are Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They're two powders, they taste great. Uh, when I do live shows, people call in all the time, say, Dr. Joe, that stuff is miracle powder, I don't know what you have in there. 
Uh, people say it saved their lives. It's just amazing. It's two scoops, costs just over $2 a day. It's amazingly inexpensive for what you're getting, but that's the minimum supplements you should be taking. They're on the website as well, drjoe.com, and there's a lot of information there as well. But to make an appointment to come see us in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We want to be your doctors. We want you to help you get well and stay well. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you have a problem that isn't going away, if you need a second opinion, many doctors or surgeons will send the patients to us and say, Dr. Joe, see if your staff can fix these people before I cut them open. And sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but it's worth a shot. And at least you're going healthy into the surgery. I'm not against drugs and surgery. I just want to do everything I can to help you avoid it. We want to get to the cause of your problem, not just treat the symptoms. So if you're ready to make an appointment, go to the website, drjoe.com. You can do it right online. You can call us. The number is 844-44-DR-JOE. Um, but you can do it right online. Any questions, send us your questions. We accept most insurance companies. Uh, health insurance, we try to match the benefits as close as we can, even if we're not on the list. Uh, car accidents, we have financing available through something called Care Credit. It's very, very well worth it to get well and stay well. So if you're serious about wanting to get well, we got to get the diet right. you got to be eating the right foods, taking the right supplements so that the body has the right chemistry, and then we have to make sure it's physically lined up properly, structural issues, and that's what we do chiropractically, and then we make sure the digestive system is working. So any of the symptoms you have, if you're just lost, don't know what to do, if you're just ready to get well, go to my website right now, drjoe.com. Hey, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app.